Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I will continue to take this Balance of Nature. I love it. And um, if it keeps me going, then I'm all for it. (laughs) We are healthy because we take Balance of Nature. We feel energetic. I get up just before 7 o'clock every morning. We are enjoying health. And uh, I tell everybody about it. I am a pastor. God wants for us to be healthy and take care of our bodies. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KATE. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited-time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code, and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slipper slides and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. Hi, everybody. This is Kate. Hey, go to preparewithkate.com. Right now, you can get some food storage in your home, and you can get such a savings on it. You can get a three-month supply with $150 off, or you can get a four-day supply uh, for $297. There's some great deals right now, and the best part is you can actually pay over time, but get it in your house right now. So I'm I'm really letting you guys know, preparewithkate.com. It puts you right into Patriot Supply. They're a fantastic company with fantastic products. And I urge you to go ahead and get some food now as prices are going to be doubling and scarcity is going to be happening. So please get some food under your roof. Prepare with Kate.com. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys, Kate here. Hey, I just wanted to make sure that you realize the Pure Body Spray, the Zeolite Spray, there's an ad for that on the bottom of my homepage. You guys might want to grab that. In fact, I'm seeing a lot of really great results from it. This is the one my daughters turned me on to, and they give it to their kids. But also for older people as well, um, because of the metals in our body, the things that are uh, so toxic, they think this is what's causing all the Alzheimer's and dementia to happen. And so if that's the case, this Pure Body Spray, all you do a spray it in your mouth, tastes like water, you don't even taste anything, and a couple times a day, and it adheres to the metals and the toxins in your body and takes them out. And so this is an important spray with everything going on, all of the things showering down on our heads and everything else. This is something that you're going to want in your arsenal. So I highly, highly recommend this uh, Pure Body Zeolite spray, okay? Uh, Make sure and go to the link on the bottom of my homepage. You'll feel better, less brain fog, all kinds of different things that you'll see from getting those toxins out of your body, your liver, everything else. Zeolite spray is amazing, and this is the purest form on the market, so make sure and get it. The mainstream media, because someone has to be in charge of selective outrage in this country. The Kate Daly Show starts now. 
Coming up, Tucker Carlson tonight, we are starting to get a better, a more precise sense of what it means when Joe Biden brags about the strongest and most equitable economic recovery in modern history. What it means is it could be time to buy gold and stockpile food. Oh, there's a deal on Russian steel case. I think I'll pick up a pallet. Just kidding, sort of. Yesterday, some of the biggest banks in this country, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, collectively lost more than $50 billion in market value in one day. That's quite a hit. On the other hand, those banks still exist, and you can't say that for Silicon Valley Bank. As of this morning, Silicon Valley Bank, or SVB, has gone under completely. That makes the second biggest bank failure in the history of this country. And it's significant. SVB financed nearly half of all venture-backed healthcare and technology companies in the United States. It also apparently held significant cash reserves for some of the biggest cryptocurrencies. And it's now gone. Daily Show last hour on a Monday. Yeah, I'm back. I had food poisoning. Wicked food poisoning. I was in bed for four solid days, but I'm really happy to be back with you today. I'm not all the way back yet, but I'm getting there. And uh, so I appreciate being able to be with you today and talk to you about bank closures. Um, I think they're getting us to do our own demise. I think all they have to do is is gaslight us and, and get us to fear just like they did with COVID and we'll do all the heavy lifting. They don't even have to do anything. If everybody thinks that it's going to go down like the Great Depression, and that whole thing was um, managed and coerced and planned, by the way. People don't realize that um, because, you know, you have to secure central banking once you pop that in. Um, It's not going to happen like that. I think that they figured out with COVID they could just get us to do it because we're the ones that put on the masks and voluntarily stayed home because we were afraid of a germ from, like, say, the flu symptom and a cold symptom, right? So I think they're going to do that in the same way. So listen to the last hour if you want to catch up on uh, thoughts and theories about what's going on right now, being gaslit into that fear. Also, I have Dr. Duke Pesta on with me. Milty's out for the day. And uh, Dr. Pesta's with me. How are you, Duke Pesta? I am well. How are you? I'm so glad you're joining me right now. We have a lot to talk about. And uh, man, we have, we do. There's so much in um, education. There's so much in We had the Oscars last night. Blah, don't even get me sick again. Um, I could not watch it, would not watch it, and will not because I can't. But do you want to talk about some of the numbers of, of Oscars too? Because I think this is really interesting. Before we go there, I just wanted to mention, I had great guests cam- um, on for Thursday and Friday that we weren't able to have. And they are all rescheduled for this week. James Rosen is coming on. He used to be with Fox News. James Rosen is coming on. He wrote a book about Scalia. I think Scalia was murdered. We'll see if he goes that far. And he'll be on Thursday after Chris Ann Hall. And then on Friday, I have Dave Weiss and I have also, uh, or Weiss, and then I also have um, part two on Copper with Morley Robbins that everybody should listen to because it involves a lot of history too. So the, all these great guests were now are now this week since I had food poisoning. So back on this subject of the Oscars, let's talk about the Oscars. It hit 15 million, right? Well, from I got to say from the beginning, you and I, <laughs> We don't watch this crap. No, I consider it to be the biggest group masturbation story uh, gathering in all the world. Mm -hmm. And 
Now, it's true. I think, what, 20, 25 years ago, they had as much as almost 80 million viewers. Uh, last yes. year, which was a completely mockable year when everybody pointed out no one was watching, they had 16 million views viewers uh, last yeah. year. This year, they're down to 15. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's gratifying to see. But I got to ask the question. 15 million people had nothing better to do than watch this woke, <laughs> yeah. uh, self-pleasure kind of weird bathhouse experience. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And ma mainstream media never mentions the steep decline. How odd. <laughs> How odd that we were between 55 million and 78 million, 80 million for years with a lower population of 30 years ago. And today we can't even get 15 million to watch it. And that's actually, I think, a number that's kind of over the mark. Because remember that the ratings don't usually work. Ratings are an odd thing. Ratings for radio, ratings for TV, they're very, very strange because they still go off sort of landline. They still go off old technology. They kind of go off different things still that they used in the past. And so they're guessing. And I don't even think 15 million watched it. I really don't. Yeah. And, and, you know, you had mentioned something before we went on. All these people don't even realize anymore how these are not awards for the best acting per, uh, nope. performances. It's not. It's not the best director anymore. Uh, it, they're, they're, they, they, the the so-called Academy instituted a couple of years ago a requirement that so much of the content of any movie that was considered for an Oscar had to be LGBTQ, had to be mm -hmm. multiculturalism. Mm -hmm. And so you're actually... Um, um, I think in the minds of many, it, it's become what's the what's the wokest, most non-white movie we can pretend mm -hmm. is good enough to be a, to be a, given a, an award. And, you know, the movie that won yesterday, very few people saw it. And it, it didn't it was not a terribly um, mm -hmm. put it this way. As many people despised it as liked it. There yes. were other movies that you the movies, you, you know, you would never in a million years see at the Oscar things like, uh, the, the, the second Maverick movie, this, uh, the, you know, the, um, Top Gun, the, the one with Tom, Ted, Tom Cruise that mm -hmm. did so well that, I mean, people liked it. It, I, I no, look, what, if we, if Hollywood was actually making real movies, would we consider Top Gun to as a great movie? No, but it's popularity. Just think about it. 10 years ago, an action film like that, uh, would have sucked up all mm -hmm. the oxygen in one, but because it what was one that wasn't anti-American, even right. though they scrubbed, scrubbed all the flags off the yeah. American jets and right. the enemy was just plug in white guy <laughs> right. kind of, not, yeah, not a minority. Any, any enemy, <laughs> <laughs> any enemy over there, it doesn't even matter where, right? It, it, clearly, clearly, it was a, a, a hearty band of uh, neo-Nazis living in the what was left of Berchtesgaden in right. Germany. They're the ones. Either that or Putin. So true. It has to be. It has to be Putin. Um, it's so true, though. And don't ever forget, September 9th, 2020, that was pivotal. The Oscars came out with purple. Uh, um, What's-his-face? That weird uh, director guy, the black guy, um, Spike Lee, in purple, of of course in purple, saying that the Oscars' new rules for Best Picture nominees explained. And then they said the new standards are coming. And that, like you just mentioned, that whole percentage changed, and they had to have 20 to 30 percent of the movie dedicated to trans, LGBTQ, and the, the storyline or character messaging. 
And also, because they didn't want to make it look like it was an ode to LGBT, they just sort of throw in people in wheelchairs and ethnic. Doesn't even matter what ethnic, just ethnic. And so they have to do that to make it seem like they're fighting for people's rights rather than, or to be seen rather than pro-LGBT, anti-Christian. Okay? And so that was kind of interesting to watch. The whale, he's gay. Right. The, the main character is gay. And I I watched the whale because I wanted to see what all the fuss was about. What a depressing movie. But wow. Uh, Brandon Frazier won the gold for that, by the way, because he, mm. he portrayed a gay man. Well, I thought that was verboten. Now, here's the thing <laughs> that I would ask the mm-hmm. Academy. So are you really going to give Oscars to straight guys playing gay guys when there are plenty of gay guys who would have been gay on screen? Right. And so uh, I'm no now I don't believe this. I think this is absolutely stupid, but if you're following the playbook of the left, right. white guys playing gay guys mm-hmm. should not only not win Oscars, but those movies should be boycotted completely. Well, Why are think- you giving a straight white male the the role that an actual gay guy could have played? Why is that mm-hmm. acceptable? Why should that be allowed to stand? You should get an an un-Oscar for that. Right. And I love the fact that the Oscar statue is mm-hmm. a man with no penis. I love that because that is so indicative of this idiotic crew. <laughs> the Pat statue, a eunuch. Yep. Uh, basically, yeah, let's just take it. Let's just take everything um, and uh, make you kind of a, a non-anything at this point, as Matt Walsh says. You're just sort of a non-whatever showing up, right? And yep. he got skewered for saying that because, uh, you know, I'm looking at this 30% this 30% thing. And they had this 30% rule that they came out with. And the mainstream media is not pointing out that the numbers are so dismal compared to 30 years ago. People do not watch it. They don't care about it anymore. It's not a thing. It's only a thing for the people patting themselves on the back, telling themselves they did a great job that are sitting in the audience. And it's really kind of scary to see what they've done. And it went unnoticed. No one's talking about the fact that they fundamentally changed what they look for in a movie. 30% of the message is LGBT or trans. They don't really care so much if it's ethnic and they don't really care so much if you have a person in a wheelchair in it. Now, the whale had two things, a person in the wheelchair and a gay man. So, of course, got to win the Oscar. And so it's just it's not talked about. Is anyone talking about that today, that those rules changed two years ago? No. Three years ago. No, no one's talking about it. This is what's the, this is why we are, we are rapidly losing the culture and we've more or less lost the country mm-hmm. because all this stuff gets changed. And within two weeks, the 24 hour news cycle, right? Within two weeks, people are worried about everything else, like the banks now that nobody remembers. And, and the whole thing keeps lurching further, further, further and further to the left. Yeah. And it's really it, if you if you look at all the nominees now and you look at the actors and actresses, Hollywood is selling you trans and LGBT at a pace that I don't think anyone anticipated. I don't think anyone's realizing because it wasn't talked about in 2020. Everyone was concerned with Blovid and and no one was concerned with how the movies were going to shape our future. But think about this. Your kids tune into the Oscars, right? It's mainstream TV during hours when the kids are awake and all they're seeing is an ode to the trans and LGBT communities in every speech, right? And every actor and actress well, that's playing them. 
I know we've got a break coming up, yeah. but I would also point out that it looks like the Democrats now, because many of their constituents are kids, younger people, mm-hmm. is now not going to do anything about the lib about TikTok, right? Which yeah. is clearly spying on Americans. And so uh, those young kids now that 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 want all that attention and uh, a connection with the communist ch- group of the communist Chinese communist communist party, uh, the Democrats seem to want to hold that up. So you can be spying on this country, whether it's a balloon or whether it's TikTok, and the Democrats want we want no part of actually protecting American kids because t- TikTok appe- appeals to little kids. Yeah, uh, they're doing nothing to stop that. Yep, yep, and and just please re- realize I think most people don't realize that they throw the ethnic, <laughs> just like they throw the Native Americans in there in a big pot of soup, right? And and also the people in wheelchairs, just to grab at the sea, where we're we're so worried about human rights. It has nothing to do with human rights. It has everything to do with changing our culture from inside out, and absolutely the anti. Christian theme going on in Hollywood today and making LGBT and trans mainstream even though it's the smallest actual percentage of people in the nation. Be right back with Dr. Duke Pesta on the Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there, welcome back. Hey, Daly Show. Wonderful sounds of the music we've been listening to. the messages that make us want to hurl. Um, so welcome back to the show. You know I've got Dr. Duke Pesta. It's Monday, and I'm back on the air after food poisoning. I really appreciate you um, <sighs> calling in and uh, and being part of the show, and I'm so glad to be here today. Uncle Milty will hopefully join us back tomorrow. And um, I just have to uh, say, get over to balanceofnature.com. Balance of Nature will help that immune system of yours because the immune system resides on the inside of our bodies. I know we were told much different the last three years of our lives um, and went completely backwards in medical science that we actually know is true. But your immune system's on the inside of your body, and you can help it by taking in nutrients from fruits and vegetables, 31 of them a day. And they take the air and water out and give you the nutrients that are um, from those fruits and vegetables every single day. No chemicals or anything. They grow their own. And then they uh, give you the nutrients in capsules. And you can take three veggie and three fruit ones a day and get those 31 fruits and vegetables. There's just no better way to do it. This is just such a great product. I stand by it. I love it. My family loves it. We're addicted to it. What can I say? We won't go without it. And balanceofnature.com, code word Kate. Okay? Put in K-A-T-E, and it'll get you the most savings plus free shipping and a health coach to talk to if you want to. Just amazing. Okay? Balanceofnature.com. Can't say enough about it. Um Also, the FIQ, get the copper, be taking the copper, seriously be taking the copper. You need copper. We are a copper desert and copper is the master mineral that runs everything in your body. No wonder 
No wonder they took it out in the 40s of our food supply. No wonder glyphosate goes in and targets it. If you're a coffee drinker, it targets copper as well to take it out of the system. And we need it more than ever. So copper runs the brain and uh, fat runs the brain. And let me tell you, we don't have either one of them in high supply anymore. And so you've got to make some changes in your overall health. FIQ products are down on the bottom of my homepage. Get the FIQ copper called Recuperate. Okay, it's a fantastic product. I take it every day. Um, Copper and magnesium. Those are two that we're really low in. So, um, okay, back here with Dr. Pesta. We were just talking about the whale. I'll save you guys the trouble of watching the whale with Brandon Frazier. Um, Not that he didn't do a good job acting. And like you said, why'd they pick a straight guy to play a gay guy? They've got so many gay guys in Hollywood. And by the way, 95% of Hollywood is bisexual. I don't know if people realize that. So maybe Brandon is too. I don't know. But here is the deal. Here is the deal. In the whale, the character is not that great, left his family, left his wife for his gay lover. His gay lover ends up dying, committing suicide slowly because he's so unhappy with his gay lifestyle and new partner. I guess so. Brandon Frazier eats himself to death in every scene of greasy uh, pizza on his face. So it really will gross you out, but you can watch it. And he ends up dying his slow, methodical death, okay, based on the fact that he's so miserable and unhappy that his gay partner left him. And so I don't know whether it's supposed to, to me, it says the gay lifestyle, there's a lot of misery there. Don't know. Um, Maybe that's what other people are finding out, too. I'm not quite sure. But all the characters are pretty hateful. The daughter's psychotic. The wife, the ex-wife is kind of psychotic, too. They're all full and riddled with just, you don't even know who to like in this movie, okay? They're all kind of, So that's the movie. And we got to the end of it. My husband goes, is that seriously the end? And I'm like, I guess so. You're supposed to just walk away depressed. And I guess these two main characters were awfully depressed. It's very strange, yeah, right? I, what they're selling. These are the kind of movies that Hollywood loves. Mm-hmm. Notice that there's never any moral resolution. There, in the end, there are no good guys and no bad guys. Everything is kind of as fluid as they say gender is, right? Yes. Uh, morality. Mo- the one thing you know in these movies that morality, actual good and bad and better and worse, that's oppressive. That's all you know. So you have all these characters who are kind of floating in all of this lostness, all of this mm-hmm. uh, identity and cultural loss and absence. I mean, that's all it is. I mean, yeah. there's nothing more to it. It's the it's the the visual embodiment of postmodernism. It's just completely nihilistic. Yeah. The only takeaway I have is that everybody seems to be pretty miserable. And what is everybody afraid of? All these mama bears out there that think that they're the wonderful parent that's telling their kid that they're really a boy if they're a girl. What is the what is the thing that they're so worried about that you might hurt their feelings and they'll go commit suicide? If they're teetering on the brink of suicide so closely, maybe there's something wrong with the lifestyle. Yeah, that's right. I mean, well, suicide though is an answer, right? Yeah. Suicide is mm-hmm. a, is peace. Right. Suicide is a mature decision to stop your carbon footprint. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 like bankruptcy only on a cosmic right. level. It's a do over, right? Right. You could go to sleep forever, uh, and so suicide in these things, you know, to the, to most of Americans like you and me watching this, it looks desperate and helpless. But mm-hmm. to them, no, no, no. It's it's a it's an existential solution. Uh, you, every bad thing, every horrible thing, every uh, meaningless thing that life becomes in the hands of these vicious socialist materialists can easily be solved. All the problems and contradictions are, are, that rise for belief 
leaving nothing, a needle, a bullet to the mm-hmm. head. It's just, it's all the same thing. Right. Or in the case of the whale, eating yourself to death. Yeah, yeah. And of course, his gay partner kills himself because he's so miserable. But I thought that they were all finding themselves in a state of oblivion and happiness because they were finally being true to themselves. So what's the problem? Yep. Right. See, and we talked about a yep, and we talked about a movie like Maverick, Top Gun Two, which again was was really by no means mm-hmm. um, a, an Oscar worthy movie, but it certainly was a better movie than any of the ones that you saw on the stage. Right. In the sense that you're dealing with, there were some moral truths. And what really bothered the left about that movie is because there were moral truths in them. Right. Well, that that um, mm-hmm. we were our military can be a force of good. There it, were yeah. other. There are enemies in this world too cowardly to name them, but that are dangerous. And I think one of the don't don't you think one of the big messages, too, was you may be old, but you still matter. You still count. You can still go in even at Tom Cruise's age and still be the guy that saves the day. Yeah, but look at how woke that movie was, mm-hmm. right? But 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 nothing. But but better than what they get, we get elsewhere. Yeah. yeah the, remember that they at first they scrubbed all the American flags off of his jer- his uh, yeah. his bomber jacket. Right. Now, you didn't see him on the planes necessarily, and you didn't see it everywhere else. But but at least because of the the outrage, they put the American flag back on his his You're right. uh, bomber mm-hmm. jacket. I mean, and, and all the female pilots yeah. and, and they had to yeah. make sure that they. Had every race up represented, and together, how do, like we would dare shit. never mention who the enemies are. Right, right. How, because we don't want to lose Chinese box office, right? <laughs> we certainly aren't going to do that. And, right. and having said all that, as bad as that movie was, 10 years ago, that would have been a cringe movie. Mm-hmm. Now, it's actually quite decent compared to what else is out yes, there. Yes, I'm glad but, you yes, said that. Yeah. Because the, the hero was a white man, an aging white man, <laughs> right. coming to grips with mortality, and there were actually resolutions and epiphanies and changes in outlook. You never see that in the rest of these movies. No, you're right. You're right. And I think people wanted to see the Val Kilmer reunion, you know, just to see it, you know. And uh, and there were. There were some good things that made people go back and watch it again and again, and I totally understand why. But you're right when they just sort of went numb with the movie when before, 20 years ago, you would have had the clear enemy. It would have been Russia or China, and they would have been the bad guy, clearly. Or 10 years ago, 20 years ago would have been Middle East. <laughs> so someone in the Middle East. But they couldn't even do that in this movie because they're, you know, Yeah, I mean, what was the last yeah. movie you saw that yeah. actually took serious the people in the world who are have the most repugnant forms of government right. and the most repub- repugnant mm-hmm. way of teach, teaching people, teaching people, yeah. treating people, excuse me. And that's the Chinese. That's the middle and people in the Middle East. Everybody is, every villain is blonde and blue-eyed. It's all about neo-Nazism or may, maybe Maybe they'll they'll go so far as to target Russia because, you Mm -hmm. know, Trump. But Mm -hmm. other than that, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, they 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 clearly changed what our kids are viewing. I feel so sorry for kids because back in um, 99, we had the first lesbian kiss on TV. Okay, and it changed everything ever ever since then now and ever. So it took this many years to get to the point where every single show you watch and every single movie you watch, I don't care where it's at, has to have the theme now of a gay character shown, you know, right there in your face. In fact, I don't remember watching a movie. I I don't remember a movie in the last three or four years where it didn't have an LGBT character in it somewhere. Okay. So what's fascinating now is our kids see this 24 seven, although the percentage of gay and lesbian is still around, 
I think five or six uh, percent, right? It's still very, very low. Trans is even lower than that. But isn't that amazing that they're able to carry that storyline in every single TV show and movie? Those are the people who self-report, yes. and many of them are <clears throat> confused kids who who are identifying yeah. for attention. Yeah. Right. So it's even lower than those numbers. Yes. Uh, but yes, they dominate You're right. every ab, every. And it's funny, with it's almost like a ratio. The more tiny the advocacy group, the more power they seem to have. Yep. Right. I mean, it it took gay people how long to obtain the power that they have, and right now they're competing. They're they're being completely stampeded by the trans crowd. There are a lot so of activist true. groups that don't want mm-hmm. the T added to the LGBTQ, right? right. Uh, I mean, look, if you're gay, how long did it take to become special for being a man who loves other men? How, how long did it take for their moment in the sun to only be overshadowed now by an ideology much smaller, transgenderism, in which um, gay relationships are as boring and exclusive as hetero ones? The same, they're exactly the same. You, wait, wait, you're only sleeping with one gender? You mean you spend your whole life with one group of gendered people. Yeah. I mean, that's terribly far, far sighted. If you're not sleeping with a drag queen, or if you're not bisexual, or hell, heaven forbid, if you're not polyamorous or pansexual, sexually <laughs> attracted to anything right. now, you're just boring and exclusive. That's so true. You know, when I was ill, I watched a lot of movies, and um, and it was really nauseating. It was either woman power. The men treating the women horrible, I guess. Um, I guess, but they, you know, I'll still say this. I guess we forget that women ruled nations back in the Dark Ages. <laughs> we just forget about all that history. Feminists only think it happened in 1970. That's about how equipped they are to be able to read. But it's it's shocking to me so that the messages of movies and I guess people should say well don't be naive of course you know we've been talking about this a long time you and I right on the show even but I guess I'm still shocked at the amount of messages that are so bad incorrect horrifying and horrible and I know our kids are absorbing this I can come at it at my age group and still be horrified these poor young kids when we come back though I still want to talk about the reading list should we talk about that reading list. Um, There's so much to talk about, too, uh, that's happening in education, too. Um, A college uh, diversity director, I know you don't know what a diversity director is, but apparently we have them, fired after questioning schools' woke uh, equity and inclusion initiatives. And we all realize that whenever they say the words equity and inclusion, they're only talking about LGBT and trans. It's really not talking about anything else. And it certainly isn't talking about rights of people because those have already been established by our constitution everybody is equal in a court in a courtroom that is the one thing that we have equality wise this is a whole different level you talk about equity a lot you talk about inclusion a lot but it's always 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 lgbt trans um geared nothing else and so i do hope people do get that we'll be right back though more with dr duke pesta from the dr duke show a show you must watch by the way um on the kate daly show duke's been coming on the show a long time and i'm so grateful for him and his wisdom be right back and we'll share uh some books with you the reading list when we get back don't go anywhere kate daly show katedalyradio.com on a monday Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. If we want to, we can leave your friends behind. 
Cause your friends don't dance And if they don't dance Well, they're no friends of mine I say, we can go where we want to A place where they will never find And we can act like we come from out of this world Leave the real one far behind And we can dance Hi there, welcome back, Kate Daly Show so happy to have you listening in, and uh, I am back on the air live today. Uh, it is Monday, March 13th, and uh, of course, Uncle Milty, maybe you'll be back tomorrow, and um, I just want to make sure that you visit the wonderful sponsors on the on the bottom of katedallyradio.com, but you got to click through those links in order for the show to get credit, so I would hope that you would do that. Thank you for that. We need to stay on the air. <laughs> Very important, right? Um, and so, um, we are a show like no other, and we can say things... Others can't. And that's why our takes are different on the news. What we're saying is going to be a little different here is because we can say things. We're one, we're one of only a couple of shows out there that syndicated that can actually just say what we want to say. And um, I love that, don't you? It's refreshing. <laughs> it's refreshing. Go to the bottom and help the sponsors keep us on the show. Uh, keep us doing what we do, I should say. Uh, keeping us live every day. And um, FIQ products, that's where you're going to find the copper. Look for FIQ. Patriot Supply, order some food supply. Have it on hand. Be doing that every single month. This is your only window to do that. Take my advice. Make sure that you've got that going on, that you feel secure in what you've got under your roof, okay? Um, and also Balance of Nature and my pillow. Get those Father's and Mother's Day gifts right now while they have them in stock on the pillows and the, um, the 2.0 pillow with the technology that keeps you cool all night. And then also um, the, the uh, slippers. The slippers are amazing. And go up a little bit in the sizing, okay? They are fantastic and they have an outdoor sole on them and you can wear them to the store. They look like shoes. They're just insanely comfortable. All right, mypillow.com, code word Kate, balance of nature, code word Kate, get that too. Um, Dr. Pesta, I'm back here with him. Let's talk about this reading list because it's a decent reading list, but, um, you know, let's talk about it. I can't well, wait. Intellectual Takeout, the website, yes. gave us a list, which is kind of admirable. They're trying to put together a list of books for young girls. We know that young girls are much more susceptible than boys mm -hmm. to some of the emotional manipulation into transgenderism. Mm -hmm. um, and so trying to give them books, recommend books for young girls that are wholesome. And while some of the, 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 the um, entries, I'll give you some of them. Hans Christian Anderson, The Snow Queen, mm -hmm. Louisa Maya mm -hmm. Alcott's An Old Fashioned Girl. Uh, but a lot of them, interesting to me, overwhelmingly the list is written by women. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's buying into the wrong yep. idea. Yep. I'll give you some stories that you may never have heard of. Okay. Or the uh, top 10. <clears throat> Branka Ryan, The Twelve Dancing Princesses. That was written in 2022. Claire Vanderpool from 2010, Moon Over Manifest. Uh, Lois Lowry from 1989. Catherine Patterson from 1980. Uh, notice what you've got here, right? You've got uh, uh, Catherine Marshall from 1967. You have women writers that nobody really knows. Not bad writers, but notice what you don't have. Mm -hmm. Any of the classics, right? Yep. Uh, you know, I grew up with a lot of girls, went to school with a lot of girls who read the classics. A lot of them are conservatives now. I mean, you, by, by having 
girls read girl stories written by girls writ in the last 20, 30 years is not going to fix our problem. Mm-hmm. Girls don't need more sensitive girl stories. Yeah, they should read some of those, but they need to read some of the male classic writers. I mean, if you're if you're going to read women, read some serious women, mm-hmm. very serious women writers rather than this kind of squishy list. Yeah. So I think you were talking about this during the break, mm-hmm. and I, and I sh- hope you'll repeat it. Yeah. Uh, let it re- remind everybody what you mm-hmm. sent out mm-hmm. on Na- International Women's Day. Ah. What was your tweet? Yeah, I don't stand on the shoulders of women. Women tell me this, not men. Women tell me this. You stand on the shoulders of women in radio before you. No, I do not. No, I do not. I stand on the shoulders of men who got together and risked it all to write a constitution and a completely different concept about the fact that God gave us freedom and government was only supposed to be there to protect it and we own the government. And also, I stand on the shoulders of men that left their homes and went out and died to be able to create a revolution in order to secure the very land in which that constitution could be there to be the law of the land. I stand on the shoulders of men. Men did that, not women. It's it's the structure of freedom. I don't, somebody would have been the first woman under the same confines. Somebody would have been the first woman who drank a glass of water or who rode a horse or who read a book or whatever, because we all got freedom. We all had the freedom to jump class. We all had the freedom to actually construct a future for ourselves, not because of women that did it. So women did not construct the Constitution and women did not go out and fight the revolution. The men did. That's exactly right. And, the uh, you know, this is one of those embarrassing points of history. <laughs> right. There's a reason there's a reason why, you know, even in so-called feminist per, feminine perspectives yes. or uh, feminine uh, careers like um, chef cooking or mm-hmm. makeup application or fashion design. Isn't it amazing how many of the greats are men? Uh, this is yep. something that so we see men at a high, high level doing things that women in our, our gender culture used to do and doing it at a high level. But it, but flipping that around on the other side is harder to find. Yes. And so what I would suggest, you know, to any mother who's homeschooling their kids, yeah, give the girls some girl stories, mm-hmm. but do not hold from them, withhold from them the classics. That's why boys jump ahead. Girls start out smarter than boys. They mature quicker. Yeah. But those so-called yeah. male books, mm-hmm, right? The Odyssey, mm-hmm. the Aeneid, the Iliad, mm-hmm. Shakespeare to some degree, uh, the great books of Western culture, most of them written by men. Right. You are not, but if you want your women, your girls to grow up equals to men, mm-hmm. you got to give them the important books, even if most of them are written by men. Yeah. What's interesting, too, in this, um, I found, is that most of the women that they give you um, are writing for women, okay? It's like you, like you mentioned, and there is one man among them, right? Maybe mm-hmm. one, maybe. But then you get to the boys list, and you've got a pretty healthy mix of females and men, not all men. 
with maybe one female. It's very right. interesting to me that they were able to do that. And neither list mentioned the classics. Neither list mentioned Shakespeare. Neither list mentioned some of the classics that we know need to be read. It's kind of interesting how they do kind of this mix of newer stuff written by um, your women libbers for both lists <laughs> rather than concentrating on the classics. But intellectual takeout is is actually your controlled opposition. I don't know if people realize that, but they sneak in a lot of stuff that I haven't liked. Intellectual. Well, let me just read you a couple of opening mm -hmm. paragraphs. Now, think about Shakespeare's Hamlet. Yeah. Think about the Odyssey. Think about Milton's Paradise Lost. Mm. Think about Screwtape Letters mm -hmm. by C.S. Lewis. These are books that transcend whoever you are, gender, race, sex, class. They're about war, achievement, ambition, uh, tragedy, right? They're universal right, right. books. Let me read you the opening sentence to a couple of these books on the list. This is Claire Vanderpool, Moon Over Manifest. Abilene Tucker feels abandoned. Her father put her on a train, sending her off to live with an old friend for the summer. Oh, how life-changing. How about this from Lois Lowry? Ten-year-old Anne-Marie Johansson and her best friend, right? Mm -hmm. How about this one by... Uh, Catherine Patterson. Sarah Louise Bradshaw, Bradshaw is sick and tired of her beautiful twin, Caroline. <laughs> this is the problem. Girl problems. It's women yes. making girl problems yeah. about the boyfriend, about her BFF, best friend forever, about how another girl's getting more mm. attention than her. Boys are reading about her. They used to anyway. We're yeah. reading about the great struggles of uh, the, the mm. red badge of courage. They were reading Moby Dick, right? Or they were reading... Uh, Treasure Island. None right. of that has anything to do with your BFF. None of that has anything to do with who your secret crush well, is. These are yeah. boys' books that give you the world and more. They open right. the world up. The, these right. books shrink it to the small world of some girl's bedroom. Well, yeah, and look at look at uh, Catherine Patterson. So they they bring you to this 1980 Catherine Patterson Jacob Have I Loved book that they say is along the same lines as the Snow Queen, but it's not right. So this book actually is about somebody like you said trying to get attention outside of her sister's shadow because she's just not getting enough attention. What is the theme of women's lib? I'm not getting enough attention, right. so I've got to go seek it out in the world. This isn't based on a principle of friendship or sacrifice or love or anything. It's just, how do I get more attention? And, and this is a so-called conservative list. Yes. This is actually yes. infinitely better than your kids are going to read in public schools. Yep. Right. This, yep. this, this is better. But notice how I think it was Rush Limbaugh who said one of the, his his bullet points of, of conservatism, organizations that are not consciously conservative over time become liberal. Yep. And so now this book, this yep. reading book, t t 20 years ago, they'd have laughed at that reading book. Mm -hmm. Serious book, serious English teachers would have laughed at this book, yeah. at these books. This is hobby reading. It's not serious reading. But today, this is like a, a, a this is like a road scholar list compared to what they're reading now. Yes. And in the in the ninth book, Claire Vanderpool from 2010, Moon Over Manifest. What is that about? It's about Abilene beginning to weave her own story into the fabric of the town. Does Abilene need to do that? Is there something that Abilene has to do to do that? Because I'm going to guess it is.
isn't because Abilene finds just the, you know, um, her own womanhood in uh, raising a family, let's say, or getting married or doing any of those things. It has to be her career. Something has to put her on the map for that town. She's got to make herself be known. And again, it comes back to attention. Isn't that interesting? And look at this one. This is Elizabeth George Spear from uh, 1958, a book called The Witch of Blackbird Pond. Listen to the opening of this. Orphan Kit, they're always orphans, right? Orphan Kit Tyler knows that her new home will never be like the shimmering Caribbean island she left behind in her relative stern Puritan community. And there you go with the anti-American, right? Ah, yes. The founding of this country was rigid and sexually uh, uh, repressed and and unfriendly. Just endless, (laughs) endless this kind of stuff. But again... It is night and day better than the crap, the transgender LGBTQ crap they're reading in their English ESA classes. Sure, absolutely. And we're talking to the guy that would know this. Why is that, Dr. Duke Pesta? Can you tell everybody what you do for a living? I I can tell you, as as I'm a professor of English, (laughs) I have a PhD in Shakespeare and Renaissance literature. I have have been fortunate enough up until the last 10 years to be able to teach a wide range of, of Western classics, including the Bible, mm-hmm. but no one's, and I tell you, the last time we offered Shakespeare, no one, not a single person signed up for it. Not Whoa. one. Because, because they can't read him. I mean, they're not, it, it used to be they were afraid to read him, but we could get them through it. Yeah. But now no, they, they come can't. to college so poorly, uh, so half literate that they can't read it. Wow. Uh, they're, they're not able to even pick it up and get anything out of it. And that's, not, this is not by design. It is by control. They meant I should say it's by design. Mm -hmm. They meant to do this. They meant to make kids so ignorant that they could only read the sixth grade level crap, all this LGBTQ stuff that they're reading. Literally sixth, seventh grade reading is about where they are. They could not. Here's the the tragedy. Even if some of these kids and these young girls wake up in five, ten years that they were lied to, they were miseducated, Mm -hmm. that they read stuff that was tendentious, even if they figure that out. Now, for the first time in Western history, at least the last couple hundred years, they're not even literate enough to pick up one of the great books and make sense of it. Amen. So we have about a minute and a half left. This very this so-called conservative list gave you one male, all females, as if girls can't read male, I guess. Uh, it's not male writer. But what about principles entrenched in just principles, like principles for principles sakes that aren't male or female or driven in that way? I think we can understand them. But for some reason, even this conservative list, miss, list misses that point. In the last minute, what would you tell people to read? Because it's spring break here, and I'm sure all over the nation, Spring break is happening in March somewhere. What would you tell? What would you want kids to read? The single best thing you can do is ignore the reading list of the public schools. You could your kids, if they're even remotely literate, can get through that stuff really quick. Require them once a month and 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 two or three times over the summer. Give them serious books. Serious books. Like what? I mean, examples. Uh, they, they should be they should be the the four great plays of Shakespeare: Hamlet, Othello, Macbeth, and King Lear. You at least ought to know that. I would have them reading stories from the Bible. I would yep. have them reading the story of David. Pick some stories with those kids. 
and give them a, a, like the King James translation, something a little older in, in Shakespeare's language. Make them struggle with language. You only get to be a higher level reader if you're reading things that that frustrate you at first. Right. But that's how you get there, right? So I would have them reading um, uh, the great novels, Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment. Have them reading um, uh, the. There's, I mean, it's, it's an endless list. If you're going, and if you want to have them read <clears throat> books written by women, well, you could even go back and have them read, read Jane Eyre. Uh, it's a little o- yep. overmannered for me, but you can have them read that or uh, Wuthering Heights, that kind of yep. stuff. Thank uh, you that, for that. Yeah, hey, shoot me, better. shoot me a little reading list, would you? And I'll post it. Will We'd do. really appreciate that. Thank you, Dr. Duke Pester from the Dr. Duke Show. Thank you so much. Don't you just love him? Uh, be faithful, be fearless, and of course, uh, be faithful, be fearless, and go to Kate Daly Radio tomorrow, and I'll see you tomorrow. Everybody have a great night.